Hey everyone, a quick note before we begin. In his introduction, I mistakenly say that Boo was a member of the legendary Housematics crew because I had misunderstood something he had told me before. As it turns out, he learned from and was inspired by members of the crew, but he was never officially a member himself. He clarifies that for me later in the interview, but I wanted to make sure we get it clear from the jump. I pride myself in doing my research, but these things happen. That said, on with the show. I trust that you will so live today as to realize that you are masters of your own destiny, masters of your fate. If there is anything you want in this world, it is for you to strike out with confidence and faith in self and reach for it. Marcus Garvey No matter who we are, we want things to be easy. I don't look at this as a personal failing, so much as an expression of our genetics. Humans are hardwired to seek comfort, because in days gone by we had only enough resources to go around, and taking the path of least resistance often meant you would live to see another day. But, like in most instances, the programming that served us so well in the past has become out of place in a hyper-connected world much to our frustration. We have always looked for shortcuts on the road to greatness, because to get anywhere worth going, it takes a certain level of pain and a willingness to subject ourselves to the fire. While this pain is usually enough to turn many away from their path, those who would become masters have always found ways to overcome our programming. They stay hungry to create something new. They hone their crafts. They pick themselves up from failure. And they push through when the road becomes difficult. Those who notice these tendencies often assume it is because masters are superhuman or that there is something different in them that the rest of us cannot access. Perhaps this is true to an extent, but I believe that in reality, anyone can put themselves on the path to mastery if we're willing to take the time and listen to those who have come before. And in so doing, who knows what we could discover? What would you master given the choice? Would it be worth the pain of the journey if you knew that the goal could be reached? As our next journey begins, let me invite you to sit back, pour yourself a drink, and enjoy the show. I'm Rob Celtic, and this is Drinking and Dance at the End of the World. Hello and welcome back to Drinking and Dance at the End of the World. My next guest is an infamous veteran of the Chicago footwork world, having spent decades in the game as a member of Creation Global. 
Representing either the second or third generation of footworkers, depending on who you ask, he has also been a member of the legendary Housematics crew. A bodybuilding and personal fitness enthusiast, he has gone so far as to create his own training regimen called BOW, or Bang Out Workout, a program that incorporates Chicago footwork and vernacular dances from Chicago to push trainees to their physical edge. In addition to being a seasoned world traveler and international ambassador of Chicago footwork, he is also a master craftsman in the art of sneaker customization. Furthermore, he is one of the hosts of Behind the Name, a virtual discussion that happens every Wednesday night on Zoom, in which he and renowned footworker Prince J. Ron interview a different member of the Chicago footwork community. Most famously, he once challenged celebrity fitness guru and suspected chimera Billy Blanks to a push-up contest. It is said that Blanks took one look at his challenger and kicked a hole into another dimension, muttering, hell nah, I don't want that smoke, as he made his escape. It is my great honor to welcome my friends, teacher, and fellow dance caster, the ghost god himself, John King, better known as Boo Dilla. Boo, welcome to the show. What's going on, bro? Hell, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good, brother. How are you? I'm good. I can't complain at all. Bless. Excellent. I'm happy to hear it. What are you drinking today? I'm drinking um, this green tea um, I actually got from, is it Light Lesso? Lesso Tea? Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Awesome. I am uh, in the same vein drinking a black iced tea. Um, I'm actually relieved that you didn't want to go alcoholic on this one because I have been um, enjoying myself a little too much, I think, on the weekends with the booze. So it's good to calm down, reset, and recalibrate. Yeah, I got I to gotta keep myself uh, great at all times, especially uh, – with all this, uh, with all the sugar that's in the alcohol, so I kind of oh yeah, calm that down. Oh yeah, well, I mean, me and my girl also like got back into our um, weight training regimen as well, so right. we're hitting the gym five days out of out of the week. So you do what you can, exactly. Um, so uh, first things first, since we both got our drinks in our hands, uh, and y'all at home as well, we'll do the first uh, toast. Cheers, my brother, Cheers. to your health. Cheers. Hmm. So uh, the first question I'm going to ask you is something I ask every one of my guests, and that is who inspired you when you were coming up and who inspires you today? Um, what inspired me uh, coming up was uh, one of my older cousins. Um, he, he actually, he didn't know how to footwork, but he was a dancer. Um, mm -hmm. any popular dance that was out like the Tootsie Roll, the electric slide he did it he knew how to do every movement so I always wanted to like learn you know what I mean like the popular dances this is before the footwork even came about um, and I knew that from, from, the, from what he was doing it got mm -hmm. all the girls so I was just like oh I, I need to learn that because I want all the girls too so <laughs> I've, I, you know, mimicked him and, you know, more and more I started yeah. mimicking him. I started looking at like uh, Michael Jackson and, you know, uh, MC Hammer when I was younger. You know what I mean? Uh, looking mm -hmm. at the breaking movies, uh, Beach Street, you know what I mean? Just all dance films and stuff like that. So it just kind of molded me into loving dance. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. And then like what what led you to footwork specifically? Um, well, I was in elementary school. I remember just like it was yesterday. I was in elementary <laughs> school and it was this kid. Um, I forgot his name. He was a new kid. And mm-hmm. like one um, day we was in the gym room and, you know, we doing uh, we having gym class um, and I saw him in a corner and I'm like, dude, you know, he's moving his feet like very fast. I'm just like, no music is on. No, there's no music. So he's just <laughs> dancing and dancing and dancing. And I mm-hmm. went over there and I asked him, I say, uh, what is what is that called? And he was like, oh, this is footwork. And I was like, footwork, like, you know, what is that or whatever? So we start talking and, you know, um, comes to find out he knew some people that I knew far as my relatives is concerned. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, cool. So make a long story short, I started going with him, like going to like different parties and things of that nature. We kind of created a bond. So we started going to parties and things of that nature. And I'm I'm looking at, you know, different dances, like, you know, the 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 boys in a in a the boys and the girls dance. Like, you know, they they dancing on each other and things of that nature. And juking. They juking, right? Yeah. But um so when 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 that all transpired in this party, all I heard was uh ghetto at the time it was called ghetto house music. So I'm hearing the ghetto house music and um I think it was DJ PJ that was that was DJing. And mm-hmm. I'm just listening and listening and listening. And I'm like, yo, this like this this music is like it's getting to me. You know what I mean? Now, mind you, I don't know how to footwork. So I, I actually went and seen it live, like a battle. You know what I'm saying? Was the mm-hmm. guy, uh, his name was Ishmael. It was a guy, him, which is the guy that I knew, and it was someone else that he was dancing against from a group. I don't, I forgot the name of the dance group that he was in. And um, so they just got to battling. They was battling mm-hmm. for like seven minutes, like like seven to eight minutes, they was just going at it, boom, boom, boom. And so they finished, after they finished, you know, everybody going crazy, you know what I mean? He stopped. So I'm like, yo, I need to learn that. Like, I need to learn <laughs> that. So, like, every day after school, I go to his house. He was putting me on, like, the cassette tapes, uh, the colorful cassette tapes, uh, DJ, uh, DJ Clint, DJ PJ, uh, Milton Dion, like all the old school DJs. Yeah, Clint. Clint was on cassette. Yeah, yeah. damn. Yeah. Clint was on cassette, um, and all these colorful tapes. Like you should have saw. Like I have. Like you can actually go on Google to look at the colorful tapes. Mm-hmm. But like, so when he introduced me to that world, I was just like amazed, and I ever since then I just was in it. Solid. Yeah, so from there you went to House of Maddox, is that correct? No, I wasn't a member in House of Maddox. What had happened ah, was okay. Um, so Twan Twan, which is my teacher, he was in house, he's in House of Maddox. We went to the same high school. Um, I was a fresh, I came in, I was a freshman. Twan Twan was a senior, he was coming out. So, mm-hmm. but I always knew about House of Maddox. I knew about him. I saw him, you know, I saw performances. I saw him in the Bob Billiken Parade. Um, I saw him at dance events like the Route 66, which is a, a 
a skating rink they used to be at sometimes. Uh, different different parties. You know, I always saw House Madison. I heard House Madison's name. So, Twan Twan was there. Twan Twan used to, you know, teach me little steps or whatever. Then I met this guy named Bert, which is a, another one of my teachers that's in House Somatics. He used to go to the route all the time. So they used to practice over there on wood. And like I used to go, boom, I go, but I never was like in the group. Like I never got affiliated in the group. I was just going there, learn or whatever, and I leave. You know what I'm saying? I because I was at that time. I wasn't into dance. I was into sports. I was playing basketball and baseball. So I couldn't, I really couldn't decide, you know, if I thought oh, this is what I wanted, this is the route that I want to go. But, but mm-hmm. how somatics is who like, like made me the footwork I am now. You know what I'm saying? Like that school, like molded me in the beginning. Like I took baby steps learning from them guys and like everybody thought that I was a house somatics because I was around them all the time. But I will never want to. I, I don't want to paint that narrative. Like, yeah, I was a member. Like, and it wasn't true. But I was just always, you know, learning from them all the time, like all the time. So, and I'm glad. You, I'm glad you set the record straight on that because I don't want to. You know, we want to make sure that the show puts out like facts, correct information. Facts. And how somatics um, for anyone not affiliated in Chicago dance culture, how somatics is one of. Uh, a few a handful of legendary um dance crews uh so you know to all the members of house somatics that may listen to this someday you know we uh we set the narrative straight exactly <laughs> exactly much respect um and so as you've talked about a lot when you've come through for workshops in denver when you've uh, you know gone internationally uh at some point you uh met up with king charles before he was that before he was king charles no nah, he i mean he was well to me he's always been charles to me um, yeah of course <laughs> um but um in the beginning um he yes he won the king of the circle um before i, I met him um so they mm-hmm. was calling him already calling him king charles and things of that nature but how me and him had, had met was we met at this um at this dance party event um, called the Union Hall. Um, he mm. was up there by himself. Actually, it was me and my brother Steve, and we was, you know, we was always a two man army. You know what I'm saying? Far as on the battling side, you know what I'm saying? Like we would go to a party and just me and him battle every other group there is. Like you know what I'm saying? Just to get our name out there. Um, of course. So I met Charles there. I thought, like I said, I always tell this story. I thought Charles was a skateboarder or something. He, he didn't look, he didn't look like a dancer <laughs> at all. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't, like uh, yeah. a light skinned kid with braids, skinny as ever, big clothes. That's when we ever everybody was wearing big clothes. So it was like that was early yeah, 2000s. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, I had saw him. He was footworking by the speaker, and he was. He was doing a suburban style. Now I never saw, uh, I never even thought that the Chicago South suburbs knew how to mm. footwork. So mm. when he was dancing, I walked, I looked over there. I'm like, wow, that's I'm telling my bro Steve, like, hey, look, you know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever saw this? Like, no. So we watching him. But at the same time, we watching him, he's watching us mm-hmm. over there by the speaker. See, because we had mm-hmm. the city style, we had the uh Chicago footwork. Um Chicago Fork City style. 
you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to interrupt and I'm very sorry to make you explain this again, because I've asked this question for other uh, audiences right. before with you, but real quick, can you break down for our listeners who may not be affiliated um, the difference between uh, the suburb styles in of Chicago footwork and a city okay, style. So the city style was more Chicago forward city style was more basic, fundamental foundation structure. So you have more footwork in the city style. South suburb mm. style was more about animation, breakdowns, big moves. You know what I'm saying? But they had they had footwork. They still had Chicago forward. They still had the footwork, but their their main like source was like big moves, crowd pleasers. You know what I'm saying? So mm. that was the the difference between you know the city and the south suburbs. When when I met Charles, mm. I saw that he saw the city style. We 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 created a bond. You know what I'm saying? And boom, the rest was history. We molded both styles and put them together. You know what I'm saying? And that's why all of the creation bangs and creation for all of the, those moves that's in creation is molded from the city to the South suburbs. And he'll talk about that a lot as well. Like he mentions you as one of his teachers because he'll talk about like, you know, staying at your house, like shadowing, shadowing you every yeah. second of every day, like as much as he could trying to like, you know, copy the way everything. you did pretty much yeah. everything from dancing down to yeah. brushing your teeth. Everything. I'm talking about from dressing to eating, every pretty much everything. But he, you know, he had that drive. He wanted to, if he, mm. if it was something that he wanted or he, you know what I'm saying, he wanted to be like or learn, like he was, he was there, like, you know what I mean? So, and, and, oh. and I kind of, I admired that because it was like, even though he say, oh, well, you know, I'm his teacher, you know, I'm teaching him this, then, the third or whatever. But at the same time, I was learning as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was learning as well at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Um, to be a great teacher, you got to be a student first. Absolutely. And I think that's a lesson that a lot of people miss out on. Because um, we have this this idea of like, what was it? Always lead, right. never follow. Yep. You know? And I think that's that's just ridiculous. You cannot be a good lead without learning yep. how to follow. You know, whether in life or in dance. So speaking of Charles, on his episode, we talked a lot about how newcomers to Chicago footwork uh, have this idea that it's all about the Mm. speed. But they miss the fact that the style has groove. I mean, it's a black dance. It's a dance created by black people. It's going to have groove. One of the reasons that you are one of my top five footworkers, Mm. period, is that you retain the groove of the older generation's from your ghosts to almost every other aspect of your style. And for those who don't know footwork lingo, a ghost is a style of movement. It's a, it's a very groovy uh, right. aspect. Um, so how would you break that groove down for people who weren't raised with a cultural understanding of groove? Well, first off, you have to um, take in the music. Once you take in the music, then you'll find yourself. Um, I dance, I dance from mm-hmm. the heart. I dance from the soul. I don't, I don't, um, dance for, for, um, I, I don't dance for other people. Like I dance for myself. Um, a lot of people focus well, a lot of new footworkers focus more on movements. They focus, focus on the steps. They don't, they don't listen. They, they don't listen to the music. You know what I'm saying? Let the music guide them. 
through the whole, if it's a battle, if it's a performance, um, if it's a demo, anything. Like, I feel it's always that music. It's always that 808 bass. It's always the, you know, the hi-hats, the snares, the melody. Like, that's what drives me, you know what I mean? And you can tell the difference between um, a Chicago footwork that listens to the music and mm-hmm. and and really like dissect the music or just dissect the track versus a footworker that just dance and they 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 have they have a lot of moves but they move like you can't feel they move you can't feel um mm. their steps versus if if I'm dancing you know what I mean like I'm it's levels you know what I'm saying you have levels you have your your, your base point, which is your low, then you got the mid, then you got your high. Now, when you got these these levels, you know what I mean? You kind of slow, fast, mid, you know what I'm saying? And it all depends on the music. Mm-hmm. You know, once the music is playing, you listen. And I and I also feel like the the you know, I'm not knocking my new DJs. I'm not. I love. I love their music or whatever. I love <laughs> it, but they, their yeah. music don't speak to me as as a RP bull or DJ Clint. You see what I'm saying? Like, like that that low that 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 bass that 808 that hit doom 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 that just does something to me. Like you know what I'm saying? And mm. um, even though the 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 BPMs went up, you know what I mean? Like to 160. Mm-hmm. DJ Clint is mm-hmm. the reason why the BPM went to 160. You Shout out saying? to Clint. But at the same time, you can hear, you can hear that, you know, that pattern. You can hear it. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. whatever he plays or whatever. So for me, it's more so. I'm dancing from the soul. I'm dancing from the heart. And every person tell me that all the time. Like, like, yo, I can tell like you're so into the music that you don't even think it's nobody. You dancing like you dancing like you by yourself. And I do. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm dancing <laughs> for me. Like I'm not dancing for nobody else. So that's how I can actually explain. Yeah. It. Yeah. So for you, a groove, or groove is just the process of putting yourself. Yeah, that's in the all music. it is. Solid. Um, so, since you brought up the new generation of DJs um, and how we're not knocking them, but it's definitely different. It doesn't speak to you the way that RP Boo, shout out RP Boo and Clint and uh-huh. and all them do. Um, what what is the characteristic of this new you know these newer DJs when it comes to Chicago four tracks? They're more, they're more techno. Like, it's not how I explain this. Like, the the music is like all over the place. You know what I mean? It's Mm. not a, uh, uh, it's not a consecutive like or consistent like doom, 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 doom. It's like, like it's just everywhere. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah, like you mean like so many effects and. And and you know what I mean? Like I just can't, you know, I can't fathom that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it's like I'm I'm trying, <laughs> like I'm trying to dance to it, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, I can't. I I 
I leave it up to them. I can dance to it. Don't get me wrong, because I can dance to anything. But at the same time, it's it's yeah. it's difficult because you got to kind of dance in the pocket. Like you kind of like find something that's in the track and dance to it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, like if you you know if you pretty much know the track or you've been studying the track, you know what I'm saying? Then you can actually kill it. But I just can't find my soul into that music. You know what I'm saying? It's it's funny when I was first starting out in footwork and, you know, I'm guilty of, uh, you know, being one of those who just focused on the movements, didn't really understand the music, didn't really even like the music the first couple of months I was training. Um, and I used to hear like people like chemo um, or you or, or basic or anyone say like, you know, with certain things, it's like, Oh no, like, you know, I can't, I can't, I, I don't like dancing to this shit. I right. don't like dancing to that. Like it just doesn't feel right. And I'd hear the song that y'all were talking about. I'm like, well, that doesn't, you know, you, you can dance to anything. Right. But, 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 right. And then I got to this point over the years of like, just finding connecting to all this music that I loved within the, within the culture and then going to Chicago footwork events outside of the culture, like uh, in Denver or a few other cities where some DJs like appreciate the music and are playing a bunch of tracks. Like some of them will like mix in drum and bass or jungle or, or you know, some of this other stuff. And I can tell immediately like what you're talking about now. Cause as soon as that other stuff comes on, like the feeling mm-hmm. leaves my body and yep. I leave the dance floor. You know, and it's not to knock these other styles of music because like what y'all like, but when it comes to like footworking, there is a certain, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to explain, but it is that, that yeah, feeling. It's, that all, about, it's about. all about feeling when it comes to Chicago footworking. I feel like a lot of, um, a lot of upcoming Chicago footworkers or maybe fourth, fifth generation um, Chicago footworkers, they don't know because they don't, they haven't been taught the music, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And and no one is really actually explaining to them, hey, you know what I mean? Like, I need for you to find yourself into this. You know what I'm saying? I need you to create, mm. you know, create you, not mimic everything. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I want to be like this individual. I want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got dancers that are DJs and dancers at the same time. And mm. when you see them dance, you like wait you don't even dj like that you know what i'm saying like so like it don't even go <laughs> hand in hand like yeah i feel like if like rp boo was a dancer he was a dancer before he was a dj if you saw rp boo dance and and, yeah. and listen to his tracks they sound they go hand in hand you can tell like you by him dancing you can tell that he make this is how he mm-hmm. make his tracks of of how he dance you know what i mean like he has a a like he 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 ghosts the whole time. Ghosts, but he like got a lot of breakdowns. So that's how his tracks are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His tracks are more if you want to to be able to like like kill and ghosting, like RP Boo for me, RP Boo tracks are the best tracks to like ghost to. You know what I'm saying? Like to break down. Oh, yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like big moves and all. Like his track is his tracks are like the best for me on that on that tip. So he speaks with a very clear voice, regardless of his dancing, regardless of the music that he makes. You can tell it's him because that's his signature. Well, that said, I mean, you've gotten into it a little bit. I want to push this a little more. 
since we talked about the DJs, I want to talk about the dancers. I want to talk about the newer generations of Chicago footworkers, uh, both in Chicago and all around the world. Because I've heard you talk about this before. And I don't want to get into this idea of that, like, you know, the younger generation, you know, is garbage, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I always, because I remember when I was the newest right. generation. Um, and I think it's important for us to remember that, like, each generation is going to take certain things and, like, find their own way with it. And each of the previous generations are going to look at that and say, well, right. oh, that's shit, you know, <laughs> it's kind of the tradition. So with that said, when it comes to these new generations of footworkers, um, I wouldn't say like, what are we doing wrong? But what do you think we're missing? Creativity. Because a lot of newer footworkers, not, not all, some, but not all, mm-hmm. but the majority of the the new generation all they are are they they are carbon copies of somebody that you can you ain't no ain't nobody create no new styles ain't nobody create no new moves they basically just taking what they learned and mixing it all up Mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna do an irk and jerk Mm -hmm. do a two-step Okay, I saw, let's just put myself in it. I, I saw Boo do a two-step and the irk and jerk to the right and to the left. Okay, I'm going to do a two-step irk and jerk, but I'm going to pause it. I'm going to pause the two-step and, and and possibly try to go on one leg with the irk and jerk. You see what I'm saying? Like, they just basically taking the move that I sh- that I done and trying to, like, mm-hmm. change it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not change it, mm-hmm. but, like, kind of put different you know, emphasis on the move. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let me change it up a little bit. But they're not creating a style. Like, prime example. Let me get an example because, you know, some people might miss it. Also, before you go on with that, with the prime example, I just want everyone to know I'm going to include a video um, in the show notes. So if you don't know Chicago Footwork, you can go on this video. It's pretty famous and you can see a lot of the moves that he's talking about. Um, So go on. So, sorry. Let's say creation, the group, right? So you have He's up. creation bangs. You have Micah Knights. Um, you got it's a lot of other moves too. You got the what's ups, you got the gimme sums, you got the um creation 40s. Um, you know, so those are movements that creation made, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. Also, we we created, which we haven't finished or completed yet, um, the thirteen forbidden styles, which we, right? I was that we hoping you talk completed. about that. Yes, you know what I'm saying. But these are mm-hmm. are 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 a category of styles that, like, let's just say, urchin jerks, right? So urchin jerk is is a primary mm-hmm. movement, right? That's a primary movement. It can you can yeah. reset any any if you're go, if you're doing a routine or if you're teaching, you can always go back to irk and jerks. So for those who don't know, the irk and jerk is a basic where you're hopping on one leg and kicking uh, kicking out the other. Uh, it's one of our most famous moves. You'll see it in exactly. commercials. You'll see it in anybody trying to jack exactly. Chicago footwork. They do the exactly. irk and jerk. So, so go on with irk and jerks. Irk and jerks. If we wanted to, 
we can put Urkin Jerks mm-hmm. in a forbidden style because Urkin Jerks is a whole you can do a Urkin, you can actually battle or do anything. That's one movement that can be done in so many different ways. You know what I'm saying? So that's a whole style in mm-hmm. itself. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean by yeah. styles, like creating a basic a, a base first with with the style that you create and build from that. So that's yeah, because I'm glad you touched on that because we're talking about Chicago footwork, but at the same time you're talking about separate styles exactly. within Chicago footwork, which I don't think a lot of people you know understand who aren't. Right like really deep into it. They'll be like, you know, and that can go with any style, you know, they can be like, Oh, I'm popping. For example, I have like all these basics I'm doing popping, you know, but there are styles within styles. So I wanted to ask you, what are your personal rules for creating a style within a style? And why the reason why you should create a style is because you want to create your own identity. So if I was to dance Mm. behind a sheet, you can't see me, but you can only see my silhouette. Mm-hmm. You will know it's me. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely, that's, that's why you absolutely. should create to build your own identity. You know what I mean? You don't. You want to build a mm-hmm. legacy for yourself, and you want your students to 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 take from that and start building and creating themselves. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. what I teach, like my students, like. I tell my students all the time, hey, even though you get movements from me, I want you to go home and create for yourself. I want you to create something. You know what I mean? It can any any movement can be created just off the strength of you just listening to the music. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't just talking about Chicago footwork music because how I create, I actually create my uh movements uh through R and B music. Or soul, neo soul, or you know what I'm saying? It has to be something like kind of soulful. You know what I mean? So therefore, I can actually dissect the movement to teach it. You know what I'm saying? If you if you if you create if you create a movement slow, then you won't have a problem teaching it. But if you're trying to create it through a juke track mm-hmm. or, or or Chicago footwork music, you know what I'm saying, or ghetto house or whatever, and you're you're trying to you 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 speed your mind is thinking so fast, so you're trying to create through off this. You know what I mean? It's like okay, now I got to slow this down. How can I teach it? You know what I'm saying? Or how can I showcase it? Mm. You know what I'm saying to something that's slower. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like with that, you just got to create create your own identity. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So if you're, let's say, guiding a new student into like or giving them pointers on how to create a style like what would be your guidelines for them a style within a style first try to if you create a style do the style in different like in different ways so first off if i create something um i have these these the style is called heel toes um which I'm like very, very close to mastering. So with with the heel toes, mm. you basically get a base, right? So the, so it'll be heel toe on the right, heel toe on the left. That's a base. That's the base. 
know what I'm saying? Heel toe right, heel toe left. All right, cool. Let me do this heel toe to the left twice. To the left. Okay, I got that. Let me mm. do it heel toe to the right. Got that. Let me go forward. Let me go back. Got that. Let me go in a circle. All right, cool. Let me go the opposite way in the circle. Got that. Let me see if I can bounce and maybe twist on it. Okay, boom, right side, left side. Let me do it on this side. Boom. All right, cool. Let me try to do some movements in the air with it. Boom. Got that. All right, cool. Now, let me try to go in a diagonal, you know what I mean, corner to corner. Like, like so it's just like playing with the, it's just basically just playing with the, the movement, you know what I'm saying, to master it and make sure I got it clean, not trying to hurry up and speed it up, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to get every, every angle so you can see it, you know what I'm saying? Once you see it, mm-hmm. once I got it, and once I, you know, once you feel comfortable where you, you can do it in your sleep, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. do it like, I also too, sometimes I'll do it in a battle. I just, I might not do it the whole, the whole round, you know what I mean? But I'll just like put little steps in it, boom, boom, boom just to see, okay, it works. You know what I'm saying? And and how people look like, oh man, what, mm. what is that? You know what I'm saying? I love for a person to be like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, what did he do? Mm-hmm. Like, man, I, I saw you do this heel toe. What's that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and even though I've been doing this for like ever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been doing Chicago footwork forever. I want to say mm-hmm. maybe I started when I was about, I want to say, what, we 12? You know what I'm saying? 11? You know what I'm saying? When I started. So it's, you know, I've been like every, every generation, I've just been like, you know what? I'm going to stay sharp. You know what I'm saying? I'm always going to create. You know what I mean? So that's how I would like, if I was to tell a person, I'll tell them, show me a base first. Okay, I, I just made this. Okay, what's the base for mm-hmm. it? You know what I'm saying? Okay, you show me the base. I quote, build from that. You know what I'm saying? Go left, right, forward, back. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. play with it. Just see if you can, you know what I'm saying, do different movements with that style. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you be able to create a style. Thank you so much for that. And if you're listening at home, if you're a dancer, or even if you're not, if you if you don't consider yourself, maybe you've just started playing around. It's like you listen to this man talk. He's been doing it over 20 years, and he still talks in terms of I've almost mastered this. I've almost got that. Like he is still to this day, like making himself a student so that he can mm-hmm. go even deeper into this stuff. And he's just giving you a blueprint for how you can do that as well. So please, please, please take him. If somebody, t- if, um, I mean to cut you off, but if someone, if sorry, a dancer tells you like, okay, they done. So you just done. You're not, you're not trying to create no more. Then, then your legacy is done. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like how could you be able to like, I don't yeah. want, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm 36. I don't want to be in my forties, like you know what, I, I'm done creating. You know what I'm saying? All the stuff that I've been teaching, they gonna just gonna learn it over and over and over again. No, nope. I want to be able to show. I still want to be able mm. to show new things. You know what I'm saying? And be able to create. You know what I'm saying? And and make a new style. And you know what I'm saying? I, even though I'm old, I still want to be able to make some new. You know what I'm saying? Like I always want. Like that's yep. like that's like uh uh. You know what I'm saying? That's that that's what keeps my head, you know, above water. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like 
keep my 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 chain, you know, my wheel turning. You know what I mean? Because I'm always like, man, no, you know, I want something new. Like, you know what I'm saying? I need to create or I do something. I'm like, oh, like, what's that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Then I'm, all right, cool. I'm going to do it. Do it some, you know, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it that, you know what I mean? So I'm always want to create. Well, and speaking of which, you, as I mentioned, creating, you created a new training regimen um, a few years ago, actually, but it's, I, I see it growing. I see right. the social media. I'm, I'm, I'm peeping game. What can you tell the world about uh, Bao, Bang Out Workout? Oh, okay. How did that so start? Basically, Bao started um, uh, three and a half years ago, uh, me and my brother Mike. Um, yeah. So we, Shout we, out to we Mike both um, danced, right? And we both was working out. So I wanted, I always wanted to do something. I'm always thinking like, different like you know what i'm saying like man I, I i don't want to be the same i need you know i want to be unique you know what i'm saying so we one day was talking and i was like bro you know it'd be dope if we did like chicago dance and made it to fitness now a lot of people in chicago was already doing it you know what i'm saying they was doing like hip-hop though mm-hmm. right or they'll put little small little Chicago dances yeah. in it. Maybe a rock, maybe a march, maybe a you know, they might get the popping or whatever. But I was like, no, nah, bro. I wanna mm-hmm. make like a whole like resume though. Like even put footwork in it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, if we do that and structure it and then also make music behind it, we'll win. So like, I'm with it, right? So we just started creating. Started creating. We started creating um, this thing called bow rocks, bow marches, bow planks. So we just basically mm-hmm. put mm-hmm. bow in front of exercise names, and we change it. We got bow jacks. They they look like normal jump. I mean, they look like yeah, normal typical jumping jacks. But we put a couple of steps in it before you get into the jumping jack. We change the arms. And, you know what I'm saying? So basically, we just kind of rearrange it. You know what I'm saying? And also, I mean, you're not just, you're not pulling this shit out of thin air either. Like yeah. you have been training to get your certification or have you been certified uh, already yet. as a, a personal, personal trainer. trainer? Not a personal trainer yet, but I'm actually um, okay. in the process of um, taking the test um, soon. I should be like maybe next month I'll be taking the test. Yeah. So, yeah. Good so stuff, yeah, man. we, we, we doing our thing. We pushing, you know, to, uh, you know, become, you know, pushing the brand to be actually um, bigger than what it what it was or what it is now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go worldwide. Like to I mean, go? we already took it. Well, you know, yeah, we already took it to Japan, took it to India. Um, so I just want it to be like big, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want them to want it like Zumba almost. I want it to be just, I want it to be bigger than Zumba. Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, it's got be wanted better to be bigger than Zumba. Than Zumba. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's my goal. You know what I'm saying? To actually push, push, push. That's why I cannot wait to we be able to travel and do things again. You know what I'm saying? So I can, you know, be able to do these things. Yeah. So. Well, I, you know, and I, I can attest. I've um, been in on a couple of your classes uh, as a footworker myself. Like it is a genuine workout. And for those who know Chicago footwork, that's already a workout. 
this is something facts. You know, this is a training regimen for real. They don't they don't play around. So for those who are at home and uh, stuck in quarantine, is there anything out there right now? Any way that they can uh, take a virtual class or uh, know, right get now, connected um, if they want to train hard Mike like has that? Online classes right now. Uh, actually, he just did one today. Well, tonight. Okay. Um, and then he has another Solid. one Saturday, I believe. I think it's Saturday. Um, um, also, I know I'll, once we get back into studio space, I'll be actually doing mine's mm-hmm. online. Um, my bang, I work out classes online as well as um, if anyone is looking for private Chicago footwork lessons as well, um, they can also DM me or inbox me on facebook um and we can set that up online and we're going to have that information for both uh budilla and mike d um in the show notes if you're interested get connected and step your game up that said uh we're going to take a quick break um my guest today is my uh brother in creation global my teacher um and just an all-around great dude uh john budilla king So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we are back. My guest today is Boo Dilla of Creation Global, uh, representing Chicago Footwork, uh, Creation Crazy. Um, so before the break, we were talking about your need to create on a constant, you know, just constant pace, always putting out this, this beautiful work. And in, in that vein, I want to talk a little bit about sneakers, because not only is your sneaker game ridiculous, like your ability to customize is just nothing short of masterful. Like I've been seeing your work for years now. Um my ex used to go on about it. Like it's good quality stuff. So with that said, I just wanted to ask, how did you get into customizing sneakers? Um, well, I always been a sneaker head. Um, even, even like younger, um, even Charles and the group can tell you, like I had <laughs> like Jordan's air force ones, like you name it in different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, all the retros, like I always kept, like a fresh pair of sneakers. And then also, you know, from us footwork, you know what I'm saying, in Chicago culture, like, you always have to be fly, you know what I'm saying, like, to be in these parties and, you know, battling and things of that nature. Um, it's been plenty of days I brought shoes and, and scraped them and scarred them all up just mm. on the strength of me dancing in them. Um, but so what What made me um, started customizing um I I went I forget what what when it was but I had went on YouTube and mm-hmm. it was this dude his name is uh sneakerhead what is it sneakerhead from the bay mm-hmm. I think it's sneakerhead from the bay East Bay something like that you know what I'm saying I screw his name up but um so I was looking at it, I'm like man like you know he had these um these bread um Jordans mm-hmm. um and I was like yo he had customized them and I'm like those are dope. So I was like, man, I, I you know, it would be cool if I start doing my sneakers like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, it was this guy. Um, he's from Europe. He actually was, I asked him, 
I had saw his uh customization page on Instagram and I was looking at all his work and I was like, man, that is dope. I I shot him a message, I DM'd him, and he was like, uh, yeah, cool. I, you know, I'll tell you what you need, this and the third. Like, cool. I'm like, all right, love. So he hmm. told me what I needed. I went ahead, I went to uh went to Amazon and mm-hmm. I I I I looked and I was like, man, okay, they they have certain paints and things of that nature. So he put me on Angelus direct. That's is actually what is like leather paint. They they sell leather paint, um, dye, all different colors, you name it, glitter, uh, the shoelaces, everything that has something to do with sneakers. So I went to their they site, fell in love with it. After I fell in love with it, started buying it. Now when I first started the customizations, of course, I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh-huh. Of course, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was. it was kind of weird to me. I'm like, man, okay, you tape this up. Okay, I'm, I'm messing the lines, you know, messing the tape up. I'm <laughs> doing, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, okay, I'm fucking I, it all up. Fuck it. Right, I'm prepping that, whatever. So in due time, I just started getting better and better and better and better and better and better. Like, you know what I'm saying? Start creating things. Um, myself, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the customization, my page is called Fever Art- Artistry. Um, so it's basically, it's just not just sneakers, but it, it, it it's also like clothing and things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, I no, just I started. I did not know about this. That's amazing. Yeah. You got to yeah, send I me just... the link. We'll put it in the show notes. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, so Excellent. I just started it. It's only like, I want to say six pairs of sneakers up that I have up there, you know what I'm saying? But I'm working on um, a blue jean jacket that I'm I'm actually customizing now. Um, well, it'll actually be my first jacket, so. That's amazing, man. Can't wait to see how it turns out. Um, and now that we have all this time in quarantine for the aspiring artisan who wants to go out there and start customizing the sneakers and the jeans and the jackets and the, the hats and all that shit, what would be like, what advice would you give to the first timer? What's a and good piece of advice for them? Go out there and, 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 and take that leap. You know what I'm saying? Um, go out there, take the leap, go to YouTube and, and, and learn, you know what I'm saying? What you need and, you know what I'm saying? They got tutorials on YouTube for beginners um, that's trying to get into the customization game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just go ahead. If if if, if you have an eye, if you got an eye for it and you're an artist, you know what I mean? By all means, go out, take that leap and do it. There we go. Um, So, I want to uh, take a detour for a quick minute um, into some slightly more difficult territory, if that's okay with you. Uh-huh. Um, just speaking on the times, this last week uh, brought us the news, which was not unexpected for many of us, that Breonna Taylor would not be receiving justice in the legal system. Right. I know that even though many were expecting this, it is still a blow to the community. Um, there's a lot of people mourning. There's a lot of people with um, grief fatigue, for lack of a better term. So I was wondering because, you know, I was able to check in with you a few months ago and shit has gotten crazier still. Um, I was wondering if you would like to take the time to talk about your journey over the last few months, because I know it hasn't been easy for people, especially out in Chicago. 
I mean, for me, uh, it's different for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't get into the politics. Uh, um, what what happened to Breonna Taylor was wrong. Um, and for me, it's not about justice. So that's I don't really speak on it because it kind of put me back into um, a shell that I don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it takes me back to a space that you know, when I was younger, you know what I'm saying, going, walking down the street and just going to the store, like just going to, you know, as a kid, going to a candy store just to get some candy and, and getting stopped by the police. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So oh, and by, by all means, if you don't, if you don't feel like speaking on it today, like we can absolutely go to something else. Like I don't yeah, want most this definitely. To- <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I don't, yeah, you know I mean, because I don't want I don't want to ruin your show, yo. Oh, it's no, not, you I, know, we we talk about this stuff a lot on the show. Um, but I, I should have prefaced this earlier, you know, like this is a platform for people who want to speak. And if they want to speak about that, then it's open. But if they don't, we can keep shit breezy. Like yeah, it's absolutely no, I your, just, I just think thing. I mean like for me, like I know a lot of people might not agree with me, but I feel like I feel like with 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 that situation and with you know um, George Floyd and and you know um, all the other um, African Americans that has been um, in that situation that has been killed mm. by police officers or severely just, wounded or harassed, exactly you know what I'm saying I just I feel like it shouldn't be you know um, jail time. Like I feel like we passed the jail time, mm. and and it's it's very hard and harsh to say, you know, um, but it's like kill to be killed. Mm. You know what I mean? Like for me, I don't I don't think it should be. Oh, this person go to jail. Oh, but this other, you know, Breonna Taylor, she's gone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the police that killed her is still at home with his family. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like okay, and they they didn't. They, you know, they're not even getting locked up. Like, so it's like, okay, so what, what, what's going to happen now? You know what I'm saying? Are we just going to sweep this under the rug yeah. and, you know, let it go? Or something else needs to be, be done. You know what I'm saying? I feel like us as a community, we need to, we need to get together and, you know what I'm saying? And, and take matters in our own hands. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's wrong. It is starting to get worse. Every every year, not even every year, mm-hmm. like every couple of months, something happens. You know what I'm saying? Like something happens to uh, uh, African American. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's just it's just wrong. So I I feel differently. You know what I mean? Like, um, far as like I said, far as the politics and all that, I don't vote. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people might feel some type of way about it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, why you don't vote? Uh, you know, America is not for us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, why should I? Why should I? Why? why? Like, I, I just don't understand why. Nobody can tell me, give me a logical reason why a black man or a black woman should vote in America. I still don't get it. Well, yeah, and I mean, I'm definitely not going to be the man who's able to answer that question for you. Uh, <laughs> but, and you know, and speaking on like the the previous. Uh, topic like i as a white man in america as somebody who's had a lot of privilege growing up and has a lot of privilege today it's not for me to speak on how any one person in the black community feels about the bullshit that's going on right now like that's Mm -hmm. not my place 
you know, and I can definitely like in my angrier days, like definitely identify with what you're saying, you know, um, I have a personal belief regarding like the, the sanctity of life, which I don't like. And it's these motherfuckers have not been respecting that either. So like, right. I, I, I feel the anger um, in regards to voting. I also don't, I'm not in a position where I can tell any person who's been disenfranchised by this country over the last 400 years Thanks. that they have to do anything like that is also not my place. The only thing that I can say regarding it because i hear a lot of people say like voting doesn't matter voting doesn't this doesn't that right um the only thing i can say in respect to that is if voting didn't matter at all if it didn't make any sort of difference the republican party would not be spending all this time all this money trying to make sure black people don't vote they have like political agendas they spend a lot of money on this shit, making like bypassing certain laws, trying to make sure polling stations in black communities are closed for whatever reason. Like if they're going to all that trouble, like I know for a fact, like it makes a difference because they wouldn't spend money. Like if you were, you know, if I told you like, Hey man, you got to spend like 50% on your, of your paycheck on some shit that doesn't matter. You tell me to go fuck myself, you know? So I can't tell you specifically like what everything does. I can't work out the mechanics um, because I'm a simple man. I'm a dancer. I'm a podcaster. But um, I do know that if it didn't do shit, these motherfuckers would not be spending a lot of money and a lot of time trying to make sure you don't do it. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't be they wouldn't prop up Kanye West to like bleed votes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I like I said, I'm I'm. I'm I'm on a I'm on the the left side of the fence or not I'm not even on a fence like you know what I'm saying like I'm just I'm just like man I know you know I feel that some things that can change mm-hmm. if we do it but people we don't have we don't have those type of individuals that's like on the front line we don't have a lot of people that will go on the front line and be like yeah this is what we got to do and plan that shit out and actually do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got we got a lot of people that's like that go on social media and say, Yeah, we should do this and the third. Like and we ain't even doing Oh it. no, yeah. You can't you absolutely can't pay attention to uh social yeah. media punditry. Absolutely not. Like I not do know that there are like community leaders and organizers in every city that do have like solid plans of action, even if you're not trying to vote for like um specific like parties etc like there is stuff you can do on the local level that does make a difference but you do have to like from what i understand you do have to seek these people out and 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 see who is on the ground because i think that's another thing uh, another rhetorical weapon that a lot of people use uh to kind of like make sure black people don't go out and do anything right is like trying to convince you that it's all futile so yeah all that to say like i cannot tell any black person in america what to think what to feel or how to go about their business like uh, with surviving or taking any sort of action um i just want like i want everyone listening to take care of themselves do whatever they need to do for their mental health and their spiritual health and do whatever we can to just make it to the next year you know what i mean Uh uh-huh so 
for those listening, I'm sending y'all love. I'm sending y'all good energy. And I, I thank you for going into this vein with me. Um, I know it's not pleasant. So if you'd like, I mean, we can switch lanes. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> My bad. Um, so can you please describe a time when you felt truly powerful? Uh, my first time, my first time going overseas. Uh, yeah, was that England? First, yeah, that was in Europe. Um, we had went to London um, first time being in the UK, and um, I was like, "Wow!" When I got there, to know, like, it's one thing to go from another, go to another state, and people are like, "Like, like, wow, you Budilla, like, you know what I'm saying?" But going <laughs> to another country, though, like. That's a whole nother ball game. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, me going to Europe and, and you know, the students showing me so much love there. Mm. We went to Just a Boo and, like, people knew me and I didn't know them. Like, you mm. know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was crazy. And I'm talking about, like, dance, just, you know, walking with Charles in, in that arena um, in France mm-hmm. and, like, seeing so many dancers, like, a thousand and some dance. Well, it was more than that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but in one of this, in this, in this one arena, like, yep, like man, like you know what I'm saying? Like, and they, you know, Charles, like, yeah, this is, you know, this is my teacher. Ooh, ooh. and they like, yeah, we know you. Like you, you was on that Take Flight DVD, and that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, wow, like this is crazy, man. Like, yep, you know what I'm saying? Like this is nuts. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that 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 was one of the times, one of many that uh, I felt like I was, I felt very powerful, very, I felt like the man. I was like, yeah, I, I'm doing something right. Hell yeah. You've often told me that you feel the most alive when you're out on the road, when you're traveling, when you're going to these different countries and teaching and God knows, I know what that feels like. So yeah, I feel you. What's your, um, what is, how does it feel for you to like, dance with footworkers internationally like for like japan for example like is it weird to have like this language that you grew up in spoken back to you like overseas it's not it's not it's not really weird to me mm-hmm. um um even like seeing them like like wow man they they learned chicago footwork you know what i'm saying it's because i i feel like i was like ahead of my time like because I, I was always like thinking about this. Like, what if mm-hmm. Chicago Footwork went to another country? You know what I'm saying? You saw, you know, Chinese, Japanese, you know what I'm saying? Uh uh just everywhere in other countries. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like what what that actually looked like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm I always was like, you know, the B Boys did it, the poppers <laughs> did it, like you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I was already on. I was already on other dance styles that was that pretty much did it already. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't weird to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't really weird to me. Like once once I saw it, it was just like boom, there you go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I already knew it was it was gonna come to this someday. Mm-hmm. Like I know it was gonna, you know, come this quickly and it was gonna it wasn't <laughs> gonna be this big, but mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. is here. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't really a a, a big thing for me you know what i'm saying seeing seeing it it wasn't a big thing for me okay 
Um, so with that in mind, like seeing how far the style has come and, um, yeah, just, just all the, all the, you know, all the places that it's been to already and, and how far it's come and and where it's going. Um, I, it makes me think of that time when you were in Denver for disciples of funk, uh, Deandre Carroll's event Uh and, you were having that discussion with the other faculty and uh, there was that uh, filming for the dance dictionary and y'all were like trading moves and, and, you know, showing little examples of, of the styles that you guys do. And Chester Whitmore, um, who, if you have never heard this man's name before, like I urge you to go and check him out. He is he is an amazing dancer. He's a, a historian. He's an artist. He's a martial artist. He's a comedian. Um, a piece of living history. Because like he was one of the students of, um, I think it was, uh, yeah, one of the Nicholas brothers. Um, and so if you've been a longtime listener on this show, you've heard me rant about those guys. Well, one of their students, Chester Whitmore, was at this event. He, he comes often. And you were showing a dribble and Chester looked at it and he's like, yeah, you know what? Okay. Uh, and he had, he had Millicent Johnny from Louisiana, from New Orleans, uh-huh. uh, get up with you. Y'all linked arms. Um, Cause she was showing this, uh, this move that like, you know, it mimicked like her having a, an umbrella, a parasol. Umbrella. Right. Yep. Right. And then he had you like, instead of like doing the hand motions for the dribble, like put it on your chest like you had the lapels of a jacket. Facts. And then had you guys do those moves together. And he's like, yep, see, this is the cakewalk. And that yeah. was, you know, uh, you know, going back to uh, the, the times of slavery, etc. So like, what was it like for you to like make that connection historically? Um, I, I felt great about it. Um, there's nothing new under the sun. So, mm-hmm. You know, once we, you know, we just create it and then it'll be history. You know what I'm saying? will will tell you like, hey, um, this movement, you know, looks more like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got it from this. You know what I'm saying? Even though you might not even have it gathered from it. You know what I mean? You probably just thought about it. I just mm-hmm. feel like that's, that's our, I just feel like that's our ancestors that, you know, tap in with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, our ancestors tapped in with us when we was doing the dribble. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and basically just showing us like, hey, um, I need for you to, you know what I'm saying, create, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and push this dance, you know, even yeah. though it's not the same, you know what I'm saying? Like, or well, y'all renamed it, you know what I'm saying? But I need y'all to keep this alive. You know what I'm saying? It still so, lives. Like, yeah, it still lives. So I'm 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 I was I was excited. You know, I'm always excited like every year to see them. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll be looking forward to like disciples of funk. Like just to be around them. Like I I learned so much, you know what I'm saying, from them guys. Like, man, like, oh my goodness. Like every time I'm about to leave, I'm like, man, I do not want to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I know we gotta leave. I'm like, I right, I'll just I'll see them next year. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like I can't wait to see them all. Well, we you had that discussion. We had that discussion too. Like, it's like the best way I could describe it is it, it feels like a family reunion. It a feels like reunion, you're going yeah. home again. 
So yeah. in that spirit, you know, I got a you got a shout out to Chester Whitmore, got a shout out DeAndre Carroll, Archie Burnett, Quickstep, Rockefeller, Millicent Johnny, uh, Monsell, and Charles because mm-hmm. he was a part of that event as well. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Did I? Did I? I didn't forget anyone, did I? You said Archie, uh, Monsell, um, Millicent. Uh, Chester, mm-hmm. um, Quick, right? Yeah. And oh my God, I can't, I can't forget my sister. Ah, uh, Quick wife, Rock, Rock, Rockefeller. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I did get everybody. I remember the first time I I shot at the event out on DeAndre's uh, episode, which was episode one. I remember I forgot Monsell very briefly, and I felt like horrible about it. But despite that, yeah. he still came on and did an episode with me. So shout out myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this this show has been going on. Uh, I believe this will be the thirtieth episode if we count in the that's after hours and all that stuff. So that's what's up, man. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much, man. It's been a journey the last six months talking to all these people and and gathering all this information and and letting it into my soul and change the way I move and and my dance. Uh, just right. having the discussion. So with that in mind, I want to shine a spotlight on what you and J-Ron have been doing uh, around the same time, which is behind the name, virtual behind discussion, name. Uh, right. doing great things for the culture. I'm very excited to uh, to see the recordings of these interviews because I have not been able to attend because I have to wake up early on Thursdays. Um, but yeah, can you can you talk about how this started? Um where it's going and, and, and all that, because I think it's, it's an amazing concept. I want to talk to these people myself eventually. And yeah, it's, yeah, just much love to what you're doing out there. Yeah. So how, how that started actually. Um, so I, I, I just wanted to um, have a platform, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? For the Chicago dance culture. Well, the Chicago arts, in itself, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just wanted to, you know, give these people their flowers while they were still here. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's so crazy because I didn't even, I wasn't even looking for a co-host for the podcast. <laughs> I was, I was just like, okay, I'm a, let me, let me get, let's just have a discussion. Uh, our people and J-Ron. So they was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm like, all right, cool. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, we got to talking and wind up interviewing RP Boo and and I suppose have been interviewing RP Boo and J Run like like <laughs> it, it was crazy. So so I'm like so after we finished after we finished I'm like Jay like this was this was you know supposed to have been for you as well like. You know what I'm saying? That's totally we got so caught up. That's something J Ron would do, though. Yeah, we got so it. caught up with with RP. Uh-huh. So, so after we finished, I'm like Jay, we might as well do this together, dog. Hey. And Jay was with it, and Jay was with it. He was like, "That's dope. Let's go or whatever." So we started doing this. We've been doing this for a few months now. We on like, man, we knocking on like. I think we on like twenty our twenty fifth episode. Good actually. stuff. Good stuff. Um, so, so yeah, like I said, we we're we you know we want to give our artists 
you know, the dancer, the DJ, the promoter, mm. whatever you was doing in the Chicago footwork culture, you know what I'm saying? We want to give you your flowers while you still alive. You know what I'm saying? Especially with all this stuff that's going on, you know what I'm saying? We not, there's a lot of people that's not out here not living and see the age 21, you know what I'm Oof. saying? Or not even 30, you know what I'm saying? So we want to, hey, it's so many, it's so much history, so much jewels in this culture mm-hmm. that nobody know about. Like, once we get people on the show, like, it's like, even me and Jay be sitting there like, wow, mm. like, you the one that started this, or you did this, and that, we don't even really know, like, you know what I'm saying? So we, every week is, is something new, every week, every yep. Wednesday night is something new, you know what I'm saying? We, 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 we learn, we, 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 we write our notes too, you know what I'm saying? We taking our notes too as we doing the interviews, yep. you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it's just been a, a dope platform, man. Um, at first, me and Jay was just gonna do a couple of we just, a couple of shows, you know, main people or whatever, and that's that was it. But mm-hmm. now people are like, no, y'all gotta keep going, y'all gotta keep going because I gotta get on a show. I gotta get on the show. <laughs> I, like it's like you know, what I'm they saying? got so they got a people. part of this, they got a part of the, the a part of the larger story to tell. Like it, yeah. The yeah. the larger story is always comprised of all these little stories, and they might be contradictory to one another. You know, they might mix certain things up here that here and there, but that's the nature of history. That's Facts. the nature of telling the story. You have to get uh-huh. all those angles. So I'm so happy that you guys are out and doing that. And we're gonna we're gonna have access uh, for anyone who listens to this show. If you really want to go deep into Chicago footwork, I cannot recommend this show enough. So we'll have ways for you to get connected to behind the name. Um, but I think one of the most important things is that, like, unlike uh, for example, b-boying and hip hop and stuff, which uh, no disrespect to like any of the the dancers in those cultures, but like there was a lot of stuff on how it was spread internationally that allowed for this narrative to to spring up about how oh all these different uh, races and cultures created hip hop and b-boying and right. this and that. And it's like no, that's bullshit, and we know that's bullshit, and it's been years of trying to go back and correct the story. Whereas like with Chicago footwork, Chicago was so insulated, not like nobody left, nobody was coming in that you were able to have 40, you know, at least 40 years of, of a culture build up before anybody on the outside world started finding out about it. Yeah. So now you guys are in a position where you can go and you can collect all that information while there's like you said, while they're still alive and have the record set in stone so that you don't have any of these other cultures coming in saying, Oh yeah, we, we played a part in this and that, Yeah, you know, you'll have, you'll have the receipts. Uh-huh. Sorry to cut you off. I just got really excited. No, it's no, no, it's, it's cool. But that's, that's what we basically, everything is recorded. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're actually about to have, um, um, a writer to also document it as well so mm. it'd be on paper just you know what i'm saying like so we i mean we we thinking ahead you know what i'm saying i'm always thinking five ten years ahead you know what i'm saying um i want to be able to um go to like schools universities you mm-hmm. see what i'm saying mm-hmm. and 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 be able to you know what i'm saying talk to you know students that that wants to learn about chicago footwork the history behind it so you know what I'm saying? Like I, that's like one of the goals. And also, um, shout out to my big bro Twan Twan. 
um, <laughs> on the arc. You know what I'm saying? So we're doing there. Uh, he's actually in the process right now mm-hmm. um, where we're going to have a, a Chicago footwork hub, a building where all the artifacts and, you know, things of that nature will be in this building. They'll be teaching, they'll be uh, um, teaching the music, teaching the dance, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you name it, will be all in this building. You know what I'm saying? So that's one reason why we was actually doing it too, because it kind of go hand in hand. We can have like a, mu- it's going to be like a, he said it's basically going to be like a museum, you know what I'm saying? With, you know, old like footage and, and, and clothing and trophies and things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? Mm. For, for the Chicago full work um, culture. So that's going to be dope. And I can't wait till it's actually finished. Um, if you want to like, my, we'll make sure we put that uh, in the link too. Absolutely. As far as, uh, you know, um, the arc and, you know what I'm saying, his information. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So any of the footworkers or aspiring footworkers out there, this is the episode for you. We're going to have a lot of information and access for you to go and learn, you know, the, the real foundation of this dance. Yep. And I'm so happy that you're on and, and doing this. And um, yeah, like as a, as a student of the culture, as a guest of the culture myself, like I'm so overjoyed to have that work available. So, oh, thank, no, thank you, man. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Uh, on behalf of all of us guests. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that said, we are winding down in time, but I have a couple more questions I'd like to throw your way if you're game. Okay. All right. So this goes a little more. I like to end on the esoteric, if that's okay. Uh, what is one question that you have always wanted an answer to? What is a question that I always wanted to answer to? It doesn't have to be dance related or art related, just anything in your life or in the world or in the universe. What is a question? If you could have any burning question in your soul answered, what, what would it be? Um, where do I see myself in 10 years? Well, so you'd, you'd want to know where you're, you'd be in 10 years. Yeah. Okay. And that was of course something that just, you know, the first thing that popped up in my head. I got you. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you'd want to see 10 years ahead and and know what's going to happen. Well, what's going to happen yet? Yeah, can't argue with that. And then uh, finally, um, my last question is: What is one question that you have always wanted to be asked, or what is one question that you have always, or one answer that you've always wanted to give? How long have I been doing? No, no. I always wanted to been. I always wanted to. Uh, people to like ask me about like where I come from like you know what I'm saying the history behind Boo Dilla you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying um, and I love to like answer that you know what I'm saying like like it's cool to answer like questions as far as like the culture mm-hmm. but you know from from the beginning like someone asked me like you know where did it start from where, you, where, did, where did you you know um when you was born, what was the first thing that you, you know what I'm saying, um, you wanted to do and, 
You know what I mean? Was it dance? You know what I'm saying? Or was it something else? You know what I'm saying? It was. It's all. I always wanted to like elaborate on on me. You know what I'm saying? Like so let's, what, let's, what I came from. So let's do that. Let's elaborate a little more on you since we've got some time. All right, facts. What's some um, stuff you wanted to tell people about? About yourself, about your, your origins, about who you are? Yeah, so I've always been a family-oriented individual. You know what I'm saying? So I love family. Um, I was like, my first love was basketball, sports. Mm. Um, I always was thinking like, man, I want to, I want to make it to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that was like my dream to do. Um, and then once I fell in love with like, once I fell in love with dance and music, then it kind of was like, oh, uh, I don't think I want to do basketball no more. Too many people doing it. Too many, you know what I'm saying? Like it's too many. Uh, people in the school that's that's going for that dream. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know what I mean? So I, I want to do something different. Um, I never saw my, I never saw myself traveling the, the, as much as I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I've been to a couple of states, you know, and I was just like, hey, like, I don't never want, like, I was even the person that was like, man, I don't never want to go overseas. Like, I don't want to fly that long. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always, like I don't want to fly to another country. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-uh, that's too long. Why would I you want to do saying? that? Why would I want to do that? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here. I'm cool here. Like, you know what I mean? But I fell in love with traveling. You know what I'm saying? I travel by myself all the time. Like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I got a couple of trips that I went with someone, but I'm always traveling by myself. Um, and I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, beautiful feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Very beautiful feeling. Um, I have two beautiful daughters. Um, Diamond and Michaela. Um, my oldest daughter is 19. Mm. My youngest daughter is 11. Babies. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I got a, a, a loving family mm-hmm. um, that, that looks out for me, if anything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That supports me in everything I do. Uh, born and raised in the south, on the south side of Chicago. Um, been here a little bit too long. I need to <laughs> stop making moves. Like, <laughs> it's too long, yo. Yeah. Like, for real. Uh, but, uh, Yeah, see, you put me on the spot. I didn't know if I was going to actually do this right now, but uh, I do this to so many people, man. Yeah, yeah I apologize, but I always um, no, I like cool. getting I like getting that one in. No, nah, it's cool. Um, that's that's pretty much about it. You know what I'm saying? Like that I can think of right now. So, well, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really important to like give people a chance to talk about that stuff, and it's. You know, we get into this idea that like the the dancer, the artist has to be like this genius or this, you know, person that's different from regular people. But sometimes the most important things are like what you talked about, like, you know, your home, your family, where you're from, being a father. You know, it's simple stuff, but it's like some of the most important. No, that's facts. Yeah. And I appreciate you like wanting to share it. And yeah. 
I think anybody listening out there, um, it's important to remember that like your heroes have other dimensions and they're not really that different. Not at all. <laughs> well, with that said, uh, for anyone who still has a drink left in their glass, let us raise our glasses to the sky for the traditional toast to the end of the world. Thanks. Mm. Cheers. So, Cheers. Um, my guest today has been John Boo Dilla King, representing Creation Global, um, the crew that I'm blessed to be a part of as well. Uh, Boo Dilla, do you have any final closing thoughts for the people at home? How can they get a hold of you and what do they need to do to access behind the name? Um, first off, um, never give up on your dreams. Um, or your goals, your aspirations. Um, take that leap. Don't let nothing hold you back uh, from taking that leap. Um, you don't want to be one of those individuals that's like shoulda, woulda, coulda. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Heard. So, so always want to do that. Uh, my social media uh, platforms is uh, Instagram is John underscore Budilla B O O D I L L A underscore King K I N G um facebook john king uh parentheses you can put in budilla because sometimes it don't even pop it'll pop up john king and there'll be a lot of other john kings <laughs> so you got to put that parentheses budilla mm-hmm. um for facebook um also on ig um my customization um page is fever p-h-e-e-v-a underscore artistry um bang out workout is just bang out workout all one word b a b a n g um o u t w o r k o u t look i almost didn't know how to spell bang out workout <laughs> uh uh <laughs> i mean you're on the spot uh, it happens right right i don't uh, know how to spell restaurant half the time and, hey, I, and I used to work I, in them for like a decade. Right. So. <laughs> I got so many like social media platforms. Uh, my behind the name, um, it's behind the name B. Oh, well, you know how to spell behind the yeah, name. Yeah, they got uh, it. <laughs> right. So um, that you can go there um, on Instagram. Uh, behind the name also is on Facebook. We got a Facebook uh, group page as well as Bang Out Workout group page. Um, but uh, the behind the name is. Is uh, every Wednesday night, seven o'clock Central Time. Um, we actually start the show at seven ten. Um, seven o'clock is just for the viewers to actually log on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a Zoom call, so we go through Zoom. Um, if you want to be a part of the show, you can. I'll always post a link on my page as well as J Ron page and all on the behind the name pages. Um, so that link will guide you straight to the conversation as well as it's live streamed on Facebook mm. um, on my page. So you can actually go on my page and, and see the live stream if you don't want to go through Zoom. Um, um, also, like I said, I, I do private classes. If you want to look for a private online class, just DM me, hit me up on any social media platforms. Also, we have a music uh we have music for bang out workout it's uh we not playing ep it's on all music uh platforms uh all you gotta do is type in budillo or mike d 
and our EP will pop up. So whatever your platform you're listening to this podcast on right now, you can go right after this show and hear their music. And yeah. I just want to co-sign real quick on those uh, online lessons that he does. I've been training with this man for years now, and I've taken quite a few of those online privates, and it takes you to another level. I cannot, I cannot endorse it enough. This man is a genius in the dance, and he's a very good teacher, so highly recommend. That said, also, we're going to have his uh, donation link in the show notes as well, so even if you don't want to, you know, do a dance lesson, but like you feel connected to this man or, you know, connected to his message or just want to show some, uh, some support for the arts. Um, that link will be available if you want to make a connection. Thanks. All right. So that said, um, this has been uh, Boo Dilla and Rob Celtic. We're signing off. Um, we will endure. We will grow and we will overcome. God bless. Salute. This episode of Drinking and Dance at the End of the World was written and produced by me, Rob Celtic. Music for this episode was provided by the one and only Feathers. That's F-T-H-R-S. You can find his new album, Floating, on Spotify and Bandcamp under Feathers. If you like what you heard and you want to support the show, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash drinkingandance and donate for early episode releases, bonus episodes, personal shoutouts, and more. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to like, favorite, and follow on Spotify and Anchor. We'll see you next time.